Welcome to The Daily Sales Show, hosted by Sell Better. Hello, everyone. Happy Friday, the 13th. It is your lucky day. Welcome in. Welcome to the Sell Better Daily Show this fabulous, lovely Friday. Um, If you are new here, we do this every single day. Go to sellbetter.xyz or you can scan the QR code on your screen to check out our whole shulu of events, all of our calendar. And big shout out today to our fabulous partners, Apollo and Gong. If you haven't seen Gong Engage, the new addition to their platform, you can check it out. We're going to drop a link in the chat for you. Um, And it helps you automate your note-taking, your follow-up, a whole bunch of different fabulous things, especially if you have trouble putting things into your CRM. So you can check out that link. Linky Lou in the chat. While you're in the chat, could you change your settings, that little blue button on the bottom to say everyone instead of just hosts and panelists so we can see all the fabulous things you have to say? Because today we are talking about getting promoted. Everyone's favorite thing everyone's favorite thing. I would love to see who we have in the room with us here while I introduce you to the fabulous GB Gabrielle Blackwell. She has a phenomenal newsletter called The One-on-One. GB, thanks for being here. Thanks for having me, Leslie. I'm excited to be here. I feel so lucky. My Friday the 13th with you, like dynamic duo for good luck. I always love spending time with you. Same. Yes. Okay. Quick agenda. We'll dive right in. 30-minute show today. So we're going to talk about promotions, how you can share intentions with your leader that you want to be promoted. How can you establish those goals and make sure that you're in a position to be promoted? Um, GB, like one of my favorite things that we've talked about has been that how do you get those people who are going to talk about you when you're not in the room and say great things about you, spread the good word, those ambassadors, those um, champions, and then data, like how are we going to track it? So I would love if we could just kick off here. Actually, let's see who's in the room here really quick. Let's see. Lots of SDRs, BDRs, lots of AEs. Love it. We're here to talk about like our experiences with this too. So if you have any questions, drop them in the Q&A section and let's dive right in. I wanna kick us off by talking about just like the state of how things are right now. When we were chatting before the show, we were just talking about opportunity for promotion inside of different companies. Give us your like thoughts before we dive into some tactical how. Yes. So what I've been seeing over the past couple of companies that I've been at, um, number one, if you're working in tech sales, especially uh, your company probably doesn't have a lot of openings for promotion. So um, this means that like, let's say if you're an SDR, especially this means that time and seat is extending. So maybe once upon a time, it really used to be like, all right, about a year. Now I can start talking about interviewing. Um, I had someone on my team just received a promotion offer uh, she had been in seat for two years. So uh, the time and seat of an SDR is extending. Um, there might not be as many new logo positions that are opening up. Um, and so it either has to be like, n- number one, you have to figure out how do I make the time that I have at this company worth it, right? Like, am I going to like wait it out? And hopefully there's going to be a promotion there. Um, do I need to rethink something? So I think a lot of people are trying to figure out uh, what does career pathing look like for me at this organization? 
Um, and with all of that being said, uh, even when there is openings like business need for a promotion, that means there's going to just be more people competing for it. So it's really important for reps and for managers as well is, all right, when it comes, when, when the opportunity presents itself, uh, it's going to be the people who have really set themselves up to succeed in the interview process and in the promotion process who are going to be the ones who get the promotion offer. That doesn't necessarily mean they were the top performers on the team. It's the folks who really knew how to be the most promotable. So, I mean, we're going to get into a lot of that, but I, I think we're uh, getting a promotion in and of itself is a skill that can be developed. And hopefully you'll, you'll learn some things today around that. Here, here. I, um, it's so interesting too. Like, I, I've been thinking a lot about this idea of people like wanting promotions and putting the why behind it. I think like figuring out what the right path for you is like, is there questions that you have you ask yourself or you have your reps ask themselves where it's like, you know, why do I want this? Or <laughs> what is the right promotion for me? <laughs> yeah. I mean, um, I feel I think there's one thing that's really important is to recognize that a, a career is a very long experience. And so uh, I think some people can get really caught up in or I need to know exactly what I'm doing, exactly when I'm doing it or whatever. What I like to say is, all right, instead of thinking about where do you want to, where, like, what's the next step that you want to take? What's the next role that you want to be in? Um, I like the question, hey, two roles from now, what, like, what do you want to be doing? Right? Like, doesn't, and then we can start to really map out, well, what does that look like? What kind of experiences should you be acquiring? What kind of skill set should you be developing? Um, you know, what kind of organization should you be a part of? What networking should you be building? Um, and so like being able to take a moment and extend out your view a little bit can be really helpful in figuring out, okay, well, what is the next best step? So whether you want to go into new local sales or you want to go into post-sales, um, if two steps from now, it's like, oh, I want to be an enterprise fill in the blank, both paths can get you there, right? So I think the next step from 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 that is, okay, once you started to identify, what is, like, what is it that I'm working towards two, three roles from now? Um, you can start to think about, all right, well, uh, for for both pathways or for the three pathways that are available to me, let me start to really plot out. Well, how does this like um uh, how, how does this help me get there? Also, I think you have to think about it um from a, from a long term as well. So, what are which role is actually going to capture my interest, keep me motivated, keep me inspired? Because if you go into a role and you're like, well, I'm getting into this role because it's going to be a launch pad for me, but you actually freaking hate it, it's not going to be a launch pad. It's going to be a it's going to be a trap. So. Okay. I think with that, it's really important to, while you're in your current seat, getting really good, but also giving yourself the opportunity to just shadow and and, and see, like, is this actually something that I find fascinating? Um, is this something that aligns to my strengths? Um, is there going to be such, like, a, such a huge learning curve that it's debilitating, right? Or is this something where I'm like, oh, I'm actually inspired to get way better and I can't wait to be a part of that team? So if you're kind of thinking about things in terms of, Hey, what's going to get me that much closer to my like mid to long term goals? Uh, which one of these steps is going to enable me to continue to be engaged and motivated and productive on my long term or short or mid to long term journey? Um, and I think thirdly, like which one, which one seems to like work best for me, where I can go in there and thrive versus try and like survive and thug it out the entire time? You're probably going to put yourself in a much better position. I love that you use the word. Like what's going to fascinate me? I think even in my in my own progression, it's like sometimes I was just looking at a title and I was like, I want that title. 
but I didn't really understand all of the other pieces that came with that, the work. Yeah. And like, what am I really interested in? What do I like? Yeah. There's something that's really important. And I'm, I'm glad I had someone in my orbit who shared these words with me. It wasn't even, they weren't even talking to me. They were talking about someone and I happened to be in the room and they said, you have to take control of your career. And when you're thinking about like going into an organization, and I think there is a, uh, the anecdote I'll use for this one is uh, the SDR position from a management lens. It's usually we look at it traditionally as a feeder program for a new logo sales team. All right. So it's like, oh, you're going to go to account executive. What I'm seeing a lot of now over the past few years is more and more people who are coming into the SDR position do not want to go into new logo sales. Mm-hmm. They CS. They want to go into account management. They want to go into sales engineering. So they're like, no, like we want to go post sales. We want to be with the customers. We're already customers. We don't want to be continuing to outbound and prospect and those kinds of things. Um, and there are some people who, are, who will go down the traditional path that the, that the organization has lined them up for because they're like, that's my only way out of the SDR role. And they get into an AE position and they're like, mm, I don't know right? They're struggling. They're not doing well. They jumped into something and they didn't really understand what they were committing to. And uh, and at the end of the day, it's like, hey, when you say you have to take control of your career, that also means taking control of your career path. I can be your manager and I could say, hey, here are the things I think you need to be doing. However, if that is not aligned to what you individually want to do, then we should be revisiting that conversation because it's not my job as a manager to tell you what to do with your career. Right. My job as a manager is to support you in being excellent in this role and also support you in being the most um, uh, the most in demand candidate for whatever opportunity that you want, whether it's here at this organization or another one. Right. So it's like we're it's regardless of the role. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's, it's so that's really what I mean by taking control of your career is this is my career. It's not my managers. It's not this company's. It's mine. And I will make sure that. Every step of the way, I'm putting myself in the absolute best position to be successful on my own terms. I want to come back to the taking control piece, but I think like this lends really well into you're talking like that relationship with your manager and how it's your manager, your leader's job to support you in that, to you know empower you to do these things. And I want to share from our conversation earlier, these were some of the things that we were talking about, like how you can share your intentions with your leader. Can you walk us through just some ideas here and then we'll go back? Yeah, absolutely. So um, there can be some anxiety around having a conversation to let your manager know, essentially, I don't want to be on your team anymore, right? Like I want to go on to the next one. And uh, a really someone who who's a really great leader, right, is going to want you to have those ambitions and is going to want you to support you in that journey. Um, however, how you share that message can, I think, either leave a really good impression of you or a really sour taste in your man, like in your manager's mouth, if you don't approach it right in the right quote unquote right way. So when I think about the right way, um, uh, there is uh, how about this. The wrong way to approach things is to come from a place of entitlement, which is, hey, I've been in seat for X amount of time. I reach eligibility requirements. Why don't I have a promotion right now? Right? That, in my opinion, like if I if I if I receive that from someone, I'm like, time out. We really, really, really need to coach a lot on 
professional maturity and communication and built and, and uh, expressing what you want to happen in a business case as well. Like that, like we, there's a huge skill development issue right now. Now there is the other way approaching it, which is, hey, G, like I say, hey, Leslie, um, I want to do really great in my role today, right? I want to rock out. I want to do all these things. And also I have a vision of seeing my career progress in this way. Here's how I see this position, this position here helping me out. Here are the skills that I definitely want to build up and master in this role. I also want to make sure that along the way, I'm finding ways to prepare myself for my future steps. And I'd love for you to partner with me in, in mapping out how to do that. Mm. Right? So I'm not saying, hey, Leslie, give me this now. I'm saying, hey, Leslie, here, like, here's what I'm trying to do right this very second. I'm going to keep my house in order here. I'm you are not going to be disappointed with me. I want to be exemplary. I also have some, I'm also, you know, I have initiative. I'm proactive. I'm owning my development as well. However, I really want you to invest in my development along the way. Is that something you'd be open to having a conversation about? So two things that I want to like talk about that you just touched on. The first thing, I saw this as a, a manager all the time and like admittedly as a rep. Okay, first off, like six weeks into a new role or very early on in my career, I was like, I would like to be eligible for promotion. And I'm like, what? Why would I say that out loud? Looking back, I like have it in a presentation deck. It's embarrassing. But mm-hmm. that that raise your hand when you're not hitting quota, when you're not meeting expectations. Um, like, what does that look like? What, you know, you're talking about here. I, You have to do well in your role where you are right now to be anticipating mm-hmm. promotion feelings on that yeah i mean you have to keep your house we're in a performance-based profession so if you are not performing like there's no conversation we can have about being eligible to be promoted so um i know so uh, sdr leader um in my day job and i've had folks who are coming in they're three months in. they're like hey listen i really want to talk i i have these grand ambitions and I'm like, I love the fact that you have ambition. I love the fact that you have a vision. I love the fact that you want to go there. And also, the only way to make those visions a reality is to get this work right now. So, like, I think we're putting the, 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 what do you say? Put the cart before the horse. Before the horse. Right? So, it's like, I hear you. And also, unless we see these things, none of that is going to happen here. So, uh, by proactively approaching your leadership team, you're saying like, I want to partner with you. That sounds much better. It feels yeah. much better to the leader. It looks better for you professionally. Yeah. What else are you coming in with when you have this plan? Um, I know you and I have talked competencies a lot in the past from a leadership perspective. From a rep perspective, is it like a good thing to come to your leader and say like, here's my plan. Here's what I've got. Help me. What do you think? I, if, if people have that level of like awareness um, and it, again, it, it just shows like a proactiveness, it shows like a high potential as well. Like it's like, all right, I, I'm, I think one of the underestimated um, skills or traits uh, of employees, especially sales folks, is uh, the ability to inspire confidence in somebody else. Mm. It's, what I mean by this is, um, I can have someone who's a really top performing person. However, if I were to ask them, hey, Leslie, you're high performing. 
how do you go about it? And you say, I don't know. It does not inspire a lot of confidence, right? And yeah. on the flip side, let's say that I have somebody who's at like 80% of their number. There's only like a couple weeks left in the quarter and they, they come in and they say, hey, GB, I know I'm at 80% right now. I need to get five more opportunities on the calendar. And if I and here's exactly how I'm going to do it. And if I work my plan, I'll be able to get 100%. Also, I have a stretch goal of this, right? The high performer, even though they're performing, they don't inspire confidence. They don't have a plan. The other person, though, is saying, hey, I'm taking ownership. I'm taking control. I'm creating a plan. I'm like, wow, this is somebody who's really thinking critically and strategically about their work. So I think you, if you're able to take the, take the time to think strategically and critically about your career, right, and also share those strategic and critical thoughts with somebody else and you're asking them for assistance, uh, it, show, it also shows growth mindset because it's like, hey, like you're coming in and you're telling me here are all the things you're already doing to own your career. That's not coming off as entitled, right? Then secondly, it's like, once I see that you have a plan, then I might be better, I might be in a position to help you out faster. Mm-hmm. Versus someone's like, oh, hey, I just want this thing. Okay, cool, where are we starting from? What are you thinking about? Why is that interesting? And they're like, well, I don't know. I'm like, okay, well, then we need to start from there. Versus somebody's already done, the, like let's say, even if they've only done 50% of that work, right? We're able to start at 50% versus zero. And now you can, as a leader, you can step in and give guidance and thoughts on like, here's the gap that needs to be filled for you to get to that point. Or, hey, you may have missed this yeah. area that you might want to focus on. Yeah. Your piece the PCR is like, stop outsourcing your career development to other people. Yeah. Don't outsource it out, like own it and then get partners. Yeah. Yeah. Asking for asking for people to contribute to your plan versus build your plan for you. Um, Ross brings it up in the chat here. Hi, Ross. And I think it's like a good point that you brought up earlier where it's like just sharing with your leadership team, because a lot of like people can't read your mind. They don't know what you want. They don't know what you're interested in. Ross, Ross asks, when's the best time to start asking for this, like promotion, raise, whatever that happens to be. Like how early in your tenure or inside of a role, like how early do you start asking for these things? Is there a point where it's too early to start talking about, by the way, I have a vision? Yeah, I mean, um, okay, so if you're like for me, I'm like, hey, listen, y'all are human ass beings and you're probably not going to be working for me specifically or at this company for the rest of your lives. Like I get it. And um, my belief is that like, there should be some kind of career development conversation happening at least one time a quarter. And so I think this is a really, so if, if so let's say if someone like on their first day, if they come in and we're having our first one-on-one and they say, Hey GB, again, here's my, and actually we're having this conversation during interviews as well. So it's like, Hey, GB, um, here's really where I want to see my career going. Here's like, here's how this role in particular uh, supports me in getting there. Um, and so like, here are the kind, it's almost like a plan. Like, here are the things that I, um, here's how I'm thinking about it in terms of what I need to do, but I want to make sure I'm thinking about this the right way. Also, part of my vision, some of my personal goals are also financial monetary goals, right? So like you already know what my goal is in general. Again, here's how this role can help me get there in the first phase of it. And so like here, here's how I'm going to like work towards that. Now, if I'm doing a great job and I'm blowing, I'm blowing my number out, right you know i'm like all right cool hey listen hey 
hey, Leslie, um, as I mentioned, like here are my goals. Here's how I'm tracking against that during my again, during my quarterly reviews. Hey, here's how I'm tracking against that from a skill development level. Also, here's how I'm tracking against my personal goals. You already know what they are. So this is not a surprise, right? And I'm not saying, hey, like, what are you going to do to help me? It's more about, hey, here's what I'm doing. Also, like, hey, Leslie, it's really important for me to be able to hit this goals. Like, I've been I've been overperforming uh, and I've been able to reach this. Um, and also, like, I, I, I also want to try to fill in the gaps. Number one, it might not be a raise because that's just how things are right now, right? However, your boss might find creative ways to help you bridge that gap. Mm-hmm. So there might be very specific spiffs that can be run. You might be able to negotiate for vacation time. You might be able to negotiate for learning and development stipends, right? So I think if you if you take a moment and allow for people, um, instead of having everything like fully defined out where there's no room for anybody to contribute on your plan, if you allow for some room for people to step in and go, hey, like, here's where I can help you. Here's what I think we can do. Or like, hey, you know what? You are trending so well right now. And even if six months in, you're not there yet, but I do see you there. Or if you ask that question to somebody, hey, Leslie, I know I'm not there yet, right? Uh, but I would like to be. And so when the time comes where there's going to be opportunities for a raise, where there's going to be opportunities for a promotion, I want to make sure that I've covered all my bases so I'm doing everything possible to earn that. Cool, right? So I'm not I'm not coming in as entitled. I'm just telling them, here's what I'm trying to do. I just want to make sure I'm taking care of everything I can possibly take up take care of right now, so that my future self is going to be really thankful for the work that I'm doing. Like, can you? Would you please, please, so, like, help me and support me and making sure that I'm doing everything that I can do to make that happen. So I don't think there's any early time. I think it's how you phrase it. Yes. Okay. So a lot of this, like in my brain, I'm processing it as like managing expectations. So that when I'm coming into my QBR with you, when I'm coming into our one-on-ones weekly, I've already kind of set the stage or you can do it now, depending on your relationship with your manager. If you just come in and say like, hey, GB, I have this plan. Here's what like, I, I love your advice, your contributions on this. If I manage your expectations and say, do you mind if we touch on this monthly in our one-on-one? Do you mind if we visit this quarterly, however, whatever your frequency is? Um, Just that idea of me planting that to you and saying like, here's my, is that okay with you? Here's my anticipation of what we should do to work towards this. Or do you agree? I Yeah, I love that. Like a follow-up conversation. So you're really, I mean, and you're, you're managing the process and you're setting the expectations too and so i think also it's like all these funny memes that you see online of it's like oh hey like you know you see the employees who've had that conversation over and over again and they get fed up and they go they go to somewhere and the that other somewhere is like oh hey we'll pay you the money and we'll give you the title and we'll give you everything you've done the work right right Right. um and then you go back to your employer you're like hey i'm leaving and they're like why like okay well i'm getting the money i'm getting the time. like oh okay like now we're gonna do it right, right. no like, they're like why are they leaving it's because like, you're being assholes and you didn't actually pay attention so like this is not I, I, i'll say this too this is what i tell my people as well is i go um again I, as your manager i cannot guarantee you a promotion however i can make sure that you are i can i can do everything in my power that i to support you in this role so that you can be as successful as possible. 
I can do everything in my power that I can to support you in your skill development as well so that when an opportunity presents itself, you will be the best candidate for it, right? Mm -hmm. So I was like, it might be at Culture Amp. It might be somewhere else. However, let's have something so that wherever you go next, you're going you're going to be the best candidate for that opportunity. Mm-hmm. Like that I will guarantee you, but I can't necessarily guarantee you a promotion on that one. So like even, even within that practice of, hey, I'm going to come up with a plan. I'm going to partner with my manager to make sure this plan is as potent and as effective as possible, right? Like if nothing else, if you are working that plan, you master the planning process, you're getting better at your job, your performance is probably going up along the way. And so if you're performing it better, you're earning more as well, like you're doing all the things, even if your company doesn't have the opportunity for you, you, you all of that is still yours to run with. Yeah. Right? So like, if your company's being bozos, whatever. Exactly. Actually, it's funny. Um, and hot seat, real quick, someone put in the Q&A section, <clears throat> they've been in their seat for a long time, no job openings, started looking elsewhere. Is there a way to bring that up to leadership that they are like, they're looking elsewhere because there's no opportunity here? Or do we just, you know, bless and release? Honestly, I'm saying bless and release, you know? Like, I, um, I think... Uh, yeah, that's my, that's my final answer. Um, very honestly, like, cause I think if it's, um, I think there's sometimes where I can create unnecessary stress for you to share that with a manager. And I think we all, I, like, I don't know who, who you, who you report into. Um, like, I think if someone came to me and was like, Hey, listen, like, I'm not seeing what I want to see. And now I'm looking for another role. And like, we've done all the stuff right like it's like hey i'm like hey listen it makes a lot of sense and i'm actually i'm really excited for you that's amazing um however like if you are not performing and you're like not the most engaged and you're whatever and you say that to me i'm not going to be happy about it yeah right i'm gonna go oh was this a distraction is that what's keeping you whatever so um i um i i think on one side i think on one side if you if you are doing everything that's kind of like we're talking about, right, and your manager's in partnership with you and your manager's also very sympathetic and understanding of like, hey, listen, I'm, I'm so sorry, Ashley. Like, we, we just don't have positions. And if we did, you'd be the first one up. Um, I think you can have a really honest conversation and go like, hey, I, I love being here. This is great. I'm working really hard. I'm hitting my number. I'm doing all the things. However, um, I, I really need to make sure that I'm progressing in my career. So like if, if, like, is there any other opportunities that you can offer to me? Again, like maybe it might right. be learning development. It might be sponsoring. It might be whatever. Um, and if they still say no, I think you have to really own your career, as I mentioned. Um, and then with that, um, I probably would not even say anything until I've given until I've gotten a verbal offer. Yeah, to make honest, you never know. It could backfire on you. And I like hate to say that, but it you don't know what is already working in other people's minds. Yeah. And if you think you do. Yeah, you just don't. Yeah, yeah. So I'm I'm big into like, like, so I think that's part of owning your career as well. Like for being really honest, as an employee, we literally owe nothing to our employers uh, in terms other than to meet the expectations that are outlined in our contracts. Right. And and, it, and when we leave, right, it is a courtesy 
to give two weeks notice. Is that a requirement? Um, I want to share your LinkedIn profile before we only have two minutes left, but I have like one more like quick style hot seat question for you. Um, make sure you connect with GB on LinkedIn. I think that it's so important to have people speak about us in rooms that we're not able to be in and we're not able to champion for ourselves in. Is there a way that you have created advocates for yourself who can go internally and have those conversations? Yes. Um, okay. So real quickly, I call them like uh, sponsors, right? So it's when you are not, it's different than a mentor, right? So a sponsor is somebody who has power, who has influence, are sitting at the table where decisions are being made. Uh, I think the first thing that you need to do is try, start to identify who are the, like, where are the decisions being made and who are those people? Secondly, you need to go and identify what do those people care about? Like, what are the objectives? What are the metrics that they need to hit? What are their responsibilities? Uh, what do they care about? Um, and then thirdly, you want to try and identify what, like, what are they trying to do and where can you help, right? Mm -hmm. So deliver value to them first, cultivate a relationship with them, share with them what your vision or what your plan is, ask them for help, like soundboard, like, hey, Leslie, I love, you had a really amazing career moving up. I want to be able to emulate what you've done. And I'd love, like, I'd, I'd love to learn from you and download from you. Now they're invested. Have that conversation, ask for follow-up. Now they're invested in you. So then what's happening is they know what you want to do. They're in the that are in the rooms where those decisions are being made. And so that way, when someone goes, hey, we've got this role, that person will go, hey, I know someone. Let I think Leslie, Leslie would be really good for this, right? So you just, you try and find ways to help them first. Beautiful. Love it. Always finding advocates for yourself. GB, thank you for sharing your thoughts, your wisdom, your knowledge with us here today on this lovely, lucky Friday the 13th. Um, I hope everyone has a wonderful weekend. Just to let you know, we are back on Monday, same time with uh, the continuation of our AI series. Jed and Morgan Ingram will be there leading the way. Thank you again, and we will see you all very soon. Thanks. Bye, everyone. Bye.